all the bacon. Hi, everybody. I'm Dave. I'm John, and I love bacon. <laughs> who doesn't love bacon? Well, my everybody daughter, who's a pescatarian, that's who. But uh, I do believe this is still the Coffee and Capes podcast, our mm -hmm. podcast about two of our favorite things, talking about bacon and, oh, wait, no, talking about breakfast drinks like coffee and geek culture. So loud. I'm sorry. That's okay. You were excited, enthusiastic and excited. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's Coffee and Capes, your potentially favorite podcast about coffee and geek culture. Yep. I mean, I, I think it's fair. We probably have some folks out there that this is their favorite podcast. I mean, I at least hope one. <laughs> I know that my dad listened to it. Dad. Hi, Don. <laughs> thanks uh, for listening to us. Thanks for listening. Yeah, he probably hasn't listened to it in a couple of weeks. He's been camping. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. What's the next phase of Hi, all everybody. this? I don't know. Thanks for finding us. We're in a particularly weird mood this morning, apparently. Yes, uh, that's all right. Welcome to episode, I believe, 48. Uh, I can tell you. It's Yes, episode 48. So this is like yeah. season two, right? Or was last time? It is. Uh, well, no, last one was last season, season beginning two. of season two. Yeah. Okay. So this is we've made it through a season. We're into the next season. Excellent. And that season is fall. Fall. Yeah. Fall. It's fall. OK. Hence the why are we so why are we so goofy today? I don't know. Hey, everybody. Okay. Thanks for finding us to be serious all the time. Yeah. Well, it's true. That's true. We're yeah. I mean, we are rarely serious, but yeah, we are, I don't know. Like, I know why we silly today. Yeah, we are. It's okay. okay. If you're still with us, thank you. Um, <laughs> thanks for hanging around. Thanks for finding us in all whatever way you did. Uh, we like to take a moment to remind you of all the ways that you can find us and connect with us because we love yeah. it when you connect with us and leave us messages and all the things. Yeah. So, uh, guys, if you've been listening to us for a, a while, and we mean guys in the most uh, gender non-specific way yeah. possible. Uh, if you if you've been listening to us for a while you can go ahead and fast forward past this part. Um, if you're watching us, right, clearly you found us on YouTube. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for finding Hi. us on YouTube. If you're listening to us, you found us on, you know, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, all the different ways that you can listen and consume your podcasty goodness. On social, we are on Instagram at coffee underscore the letter N underscore the word capes. Same on TikTok. We actually posted a second TikTok video uh that nobody's watched and News that's because, <laughs> yeah and that's because uh we still don't understand tiktok and we're just doing whatever so uh we're on facebook coffee the letter n the word capes and then uh twitter yeah coffee underscore letter n underscore the word capes you can find us on the interwebs coffeeandcapes.com or if that's too complicated you can type in comics.coffee Right? I think and, on Twitter, yeah. we're just at Coffee and Capes. I don't think it's underscores on Twitter. Really? I don't know. Yeah. I'm pretty I, sure it's I, just Coffee and Capes. No, that's okay. Capes. Uh, yeah. That's all right. They, if they found us on Twitter, they don't need to. You can also click on our website. There's like social icons. And you just click on the social icon. And you don't have to remember anything. You just click the button and it takes you wherever you want to go. I'm in favor of uh, just clicking buttons. Yeah, just click the button. <laughs> Push the big shiny button. Uh <laughs> And then if you want to shoot us an email, we love we love correspondence and we love hearing from people. So uh, you can send us an email at supers under uh, supers underscore nothing. There is no <laughs> underscore there. It's just supers at coffee and capes. 
and I'm not spelling it out anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Clearly, that something would go awry today. If we tried to yeah, it's just, you know, I'm drinking some more coffee. I think that's a good idea. Let's mm-hmm. uh, let's have a sip of coffee here. No, I'll have a sip of coffee. Okay. Well, thanks for finding us in all all the ways that you do. Thanks for following us. We appreciate every one of you. Mm-hmm. We do. We do. And, and you know, at our website, guys, you can find. Um, we do have copy and we have comic books at our website, new run, like some back issues, graded, signed, all kinds of stuff for collecting. Actually, just we've got a bunch of stuff that's going to be hitting the website. We may be having a surprise on the website uh, in the next couple of days. Ooh, we like surprises. I know. We call that foreshadowing. Is that uh, foreshadowing? No, that's teasing. That would be teasing, not foreshadowing. Yeah. Um but guys, like we, we've got all kinds of stuff on there, including including a uh, graded copy of Wolverine number 88. If you're not familiar, right, that is the first meeting of Deadpool and Wolverine. What? I know. And uh, if you listen to last week's podcast, you know, uh, we're getting Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds in the same movie together as long as like. Let's just hope when he breaks the fourth wall, he makes fun of like Hugh. The two, those two are going to be awesome. It's and we're there's no way he doesn't. That'll right? be it'll be great. And and there's rumors floating around. We are going to finally get the costume. Really, the blue and yellow costume for Wolverine. One of them. Okay. I don't know which one. Yeah, but one of them. Like the rumors are are flying around that no more that just is- a white T-shirt. No more just white t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, There's been a lot of rumors lately. There's there's a whole bunch of stuff. So apparently Ben Affleck suited up as Batman again. And they've reshot a bunch of stuff for like, yep, for Flash. uh, Mm. And the Gal Gadot has been confirmed to be in Aquaman, I believe. No, or Black Adam. No, Black Adam, the rumor is Henry Cavill showing up in Black Ooh. Adam. That one is unconfirmed. Gal Gadot is confirmed for, I believe, Aquaman. Um, ben Affleck is confirmed for Flash. And then they're they're both confirmed for something else that I can't. Shazam. No, Gal Gadot's confirmed for Shazam. Sorry. Wow. I take that back. And, okay. and it sounds like. Uh, Gal Gadot and Ben Affleck are confirmed for Aquaman. Crazy. So, right? Okay. It, it's crazy. There's but hey, we're only of... a couple of weeks away from Black Adam. We are only a couple of weeks away from Black Adam. Um, the like literally first... two, literally two weeks away. Yeah, and, and you know that's exciting because if you're if you're a comic book fan, right? And, and we assume most of you are. Uh, that's our first like. Justice Society of America mm-hmm. possible formation, which would be great. I, I really hope I, I I'd really like to see Henry Cavill back as Superman and see him and Dwayne Johnson square off. That would be a lot of fun. It would be pretty epic because there's such a great history of Superman and Black Adam like punching it out. Right. Yeah. Right. So anyway, uh moving on. We uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about some coffee. Let's uh, talk about coffee. So coffee is part of what is a large part of what fuels our uh, our reading and and fills our days. And we like coffee. We do. We love coffee. Um, you know, it is it is something that we 
offer on our website. All of our coffee is, you know, um, small batch roasted. And for those of you that ordered coffee like last week and it was a little slow getting to you, we do apologize. Uh, our roasting side of the the little coffee and capes small empire thingy, I guess we could call it. Right, it is actually. In I was going to say small business, but I do like the idea of a small empire. That's I like small empire. Yeah, it brings to mind like castles with yes. guards and moats yes. and things. But little. Ones. Um, anyway, like so we apologize. Something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There you go. Yes, I love that idea. Uh, so we we do apologize because you know they got hit by the hurricane and our our roaster, uh, Robbie is. They got power back on. They managed to, he's managed to get everything up and running again and fill in orders. So thanks for your patience. Um, and of course, the main thing there is we hope everybody's okay. And yeah, like right. Absolutely. And, 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 the, and we've reached we out to, yeah. yeah, we had some folks reach out about their orders and they've been super nice and, and understanding and, and very kind. And one of the reasons I love this community is, you know, it's, you don't get a lot of, well, why didn't you plan for that? Because it's a natural effing disaster, gang. Um, and and possibly, what did I hear yesterday? Maybe the third strongest hurricane that's ever hit the U.S. Wow, really? Yeah, it was pretty intense. Yeah, pretty yeah, intense. Four, um, man, it was, it was, it was no joke. Yeah, they're they're pretty crazy. So, but coffee, our coffee of uh, today that we're talking about is we're talking about it's fall, so you got to talk about it, right? Everybody starts lining up for it. It's the Merv pumpkin spice coffee. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. Not to be confused with Merv pumpkin head from Sandman, though Sandman is a fantastic comic book. Absolutely amazing show. Uh, so if you haven't checked it out, make sure you do read it, watch it both. Do both things. Read more. Uh, but Merv pumpkin, Merv pumpkin spice is a uh, medium roast flavored coffee it is gluten-free all natural like there's no added sugar or anything like that so your little tummy is going to be happy your taste buds are going to be happy and you're going to get the caffeine you need to be able to make it through the day it is a hauntingly good coffee i have found it's uh i think you could say it's even, it's so good it's dreamy it is dreamy yeah that is true Excellent. Okay. We hope you check that out and I hope you enjoy it. And let us know either way. We, we need yeah. we need honest feedback. And give us give us uh give us some reviews on the podcast too, guys, when you hear it. Not this one. This one seems to be off to a rough start. But, <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, the, the other ones. There's better ones back there, you know. I think 31. we're gonna redeem this one. We're gonna we're gonna come back. We're gonna have a All we're right. gonna have a late ending comeback in uh and pull this one out. It's gonna be good. Yeah. All right. Speaking of. Dave, hey, you know, other than Kevin Costner, what are we talking about today? Well, uh, we like to do a little section we call fan fiction, oh, where we right. highlight right. Uh, engagement that we've had with uh, with you, the fan of yep. you know us. Yeah, and this one comes from YouTube and Super Talk Podcast, right? So we we do love other podcasts, uh, especially like the Genre Geeks guys. Yep. Make sure you check out uh, AJ and team over there. They're fantastic. They're going to be at Dallas Fan. Test, by the way, handing out some cards to a super secret page on our website. It's going to have some special deals for just those people going to Dallas Fan Fest. That's so cool. Um, yeah. So, so keep an eye out for them. And then uh, also Ladybird Provisions, right? We got to give a shout out to them. While they're not a podcast, they should be. You know, they should be. They're great people. 
people. They do uh, coffee bombs, which we put into our coffee on a regular basis. Yep. Shout out to Nicole and Sarah. But this one comes from Super Talk Podcast. Great guys over there. And it says, the rich history between Deadpool and Wolverine in the comics played out on the big screen. Yes, please. Yeah, we couldn't agree with you guys more. And we are just as excited as you guys, just as excited as you guys are. By the way, great show. Keep it up, boys. Thanks. Oh, thanks. Um, super nice. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we're we're pumped. You know, Deadpool and Wolverine, that's that's a dream come true on it screen really that none of us thought we were going to get, I think, until the next iteration of everything in 20 years so to be able to get it man. with these characters with these actors that we love playing with these, these actors yes yeah, who love each other and really care about each other and and are so and have such amazing grand street chemistry it's they do well like we said last time um expectations are going to be high which can can lead to disappointment but it, it can it can lead to disappointment but we're gonna keep I'm, our fingers crossed and sure. try to temper our excitement a little bit as i don't you know. know i don't know if i am i'm just gonna be excited I will. I'm going to temper my excitement a little bit and just kind of breathe through it like labor. Just I mean, breathe breathing through it. it is is a good life skill and tactic. Got to do yes. that sometimes. Yeah. All right. Well, friends, it is October, in case you hadn't noticed. Uh, and, you know, it's it's spooky season. So we thought we would have some fun with that. And today's topic, those of you that are watching on YouTube, you can get a little hint, as we usually have with our, our backgrounds, that we're going to talk about uh, spooky comics that we are enjoying Yeah, this or, October. Or that we've enjoyed in general. Yes, right? true. Yes. Uh, it correct. doesn't have to be what we we're enjoying right this moment, although there is a good, strong catalog of stuff that you can choose from. Um, you know, and it's one of the reasons, guys, we're putting together, by the way, the Spooktober mystery box, right? Guys, that Spooktober mystery box is going to be phenomenal. It's going to be a lot of fun. So it is a limited box, by the way. I do just want to plug it really quick. It is going to have some hauntingly good coffee in there. Um, you are going to get a copy of, everybody's going to get a copy of R.L. Stein's absolutely fantastic stuff of nightmares. This is going to be one of those that I'm going to talk about in just a minute. I can't believe I almost been that. That was just unacceptable. But also, guys, in some of those, we do have some uh, some pretty amazing stuff. Like, we've got a few trade paperbacks going out in what? some of these boxes. Yeah. So a handful of boxes are going to get uh, volume one of Dynamite which is the, if you don't know, Dynamite produces like Red Sonja and Vampirella and all those. And this is their zombie universe storyline. Um, yeah. So there's going to be a handful of boxes that have that in it and a whole bunch of other like fantastic comics like DC versus Vampires, Deceased, which is great. Some Ghost Rider, you know, uh, Something is Killing the Children. Like this is going to be a really fun box if you like kind of those scary horror story ish, right? Kind of variant universe stuff. Um, but I just wanted to plug that really quick. Some Venom Carnage, probably. Venom, right? Venom, 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 Venom. Uh, however, since we already mentioned it, I don't know if you've had a chance to read this yet, Dave. I have not. Oh man! For those of you watching at home. This is it's hard to see because the background gets in the way. So this is R.L. Stein's Stuff of Nightmares number one from Boom Studios. Uh, 
Does everybody know who R.L. Stein is? I was going to say, in case, uh, in case you've been living under a rock for the last 30 years, R.L. Stein, or you just okay. don't have, I don't know, reason to walk into a bookstore in the last 30 years. Uh, R.L. Stein was the creator of, oh gosh, what's it called? <laughs> Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like one with some, okay, make, buddy. sorry. Okay. Drink I some more coffee. Complete brain fart there. Yeah, I'm gonna have some yeah. more coffee. Meanwhile, yes, Goosebumps, the the super 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 popular, uh, kids slash young adult series. Goosebumps. Yeah. There was a movie, maybe. There was a movie actually. Ago. It was pretty good actually. Uh, I think mm -hmm. that had Jack Black in it. Yes, it did. Yeah, that's what made it so good. Jack Black's phenomenal. I love Jack Black. Um, Jack Black's a fan of the show. I made that up. I just made that up, right? I just. I always we, like to pretend. We don't. We, I mean, it's hard to prove a negative. You can't. You can't prove he's not a fan. That's true. Until he comes out and says, "I've never listened to your show." I which don't know who would you mean, are. Why would I ever care? Yeah, which he's would not mean said it. He he'd have to have seen it or at least know of its existence. Uh, anyway, this is really not your for your kids. Um, I was a little. I, I was a little nervous diving into it. I mean, it looks fantastic. There's a, a number of covers. This is one of them um, that I think are are great. There's a there's a cover that makes me think of the movie Hellraiser, if you're familiar with that mm -hmm. one. But the story inside, so well written, uh, really great artwork too, and and pretty creepy. And like I'm I'm not gonna lie, like okay. there's that the whole like what goes what could go wrong with people trying to like what could possibly go wrong with people trying to experiment with other people right? uh. <laughs> like trying to build frankensteins essentially right building on the idea of frankenstein they're it's they're trying to create people and, and well i mean it worked out so well the first time i don't know why you wouldn't want to keep trying yeah i mean nothing went wrong there oh. um but I, I absolutely love it. I cannot uh, cannot recommend it enough. And it's one of the books that we're going to put in this Booktober box because it really is meant for, like, you know, older, like, grown-up or at least more mature audience. It's a mature audience. Yeah, not, yeah. Your, not your five-year-old. Right. Year Probably old. most of our books today that we're talking about are going to be in that, yeah. uh, in that category. And, you know, I... I we usually do this with uh, movies and TV shows. Like there's a chance we'll be spoiling some things, just talking about possibly. So yeah. I just, just a warning that we're, we're not, we don't concern ourselves with trying to keep spoilers to ourselves. We just talk about the stuff that we like and, uh, and are fans of. And um, if, if that means revealing a, uh, a plot point or a spoiler, it it's probably going to happen. So yeah, just, just, that's okay. Just, just fair warn. We 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 try to give you that uh forewarning because we believe that forewarned is fair warned. So sure. So there you go. All right, moving on. So yeah, R.L. Stein's stuff of nightmares. Check it out. Yeah, is, I, it, is that the book that has uh one uh a, a variant cover that's glow in the dark? Yes, that's yeah. pretty cool. There are going to be some of the glow in the dark covers that are going to make their way into the Spooktober boxes. By the wow. way, okay, yeah. Yeah. So Dave. All right. What are um, you enjoying? So I'm going to, I'm going to go with, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if it's, it's not a horror book, but I do think it's kind of spooky. Okay. Um, in a way I'm going to, I'm going to go with, I'm just like getting into 8 billion genies. Yeah. It's a 
good one. I so that's interesting. I don't know that I would classify it as horror. I, I agree with you, like not in, not in any way, shape, or form. But it has, I don't know. It's pretty. It can be pretty spooky. Yeah, I I mean the idea that so the the premise is, uh, one day all of a sudden, a eight billion genies show up on Earth, one for every human being, mm -hmm. and they give you one wish. Yeah, and and of course, humanity being what it is, millions if not billions of people like squander that wish on some pretty awful, weird, crazy, spooky stuff. Right. Well, and you know, so yeah, and it kind of covers the gambit, right? Like some people have wished to have dead relatives come back that yes. they like dead loved ones, right? right? And there's a ton, of course, you get the I wish I had superpowers. Yep. And people get superpowers. So and apparently really... there's things like, oh, I wish the 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 ark in St. Louis had like snakes coming, giant snakes coming out of it. Or right. I yeah, wish I the moon was stuff. right. Yeah. I wish the moon was a carnivore and somebody else wished that apparently santa claus was real and then the moon ate santa claus <laughs> like i mean it's... as moons are often want to do when <laughs> right. you have santa claus right, flying right, around right. them I mean, right. it, yeah. it is well documented and well known that the moon is a carnivore <clears throat> and flat <laughs> and made of cheese <gasps> wait hold on i was joking about everything else <laughs> we all know it's made of cheese though right that's right. That's yeah. right, um, right. And nobody's ever been there. That's yeah. all. And the and the writing and the art, you know, by the team Ryan Brown and Charles Soleil, um, is it fits the story so well. It really does. Right. It, it really, really does. They've done a brilliant job bringing, like, honestly, that is one of those conversations. Right. We we have a past episode where we talk about just like kind of that. And we talk about it a few times, right? In different episodes, like the conversations that like we just had when we were nerds, like what would you do if you had like, who's the strongest? Yeah. That what superpowers would you take? Like, I think yeah. we did a draft of superpowers or something. We did. Maybe? What superpowers would you take? So yeah. this falls into that, right? The kind yeah, of, for sure. what superpowers would you take? What would you ask for? Yeah. Um, and they really, they do a good job of kind of bringing that around and showing us the, the dark side of what could happen there. For sure. And that some people like some people wish to be superheroes and have superpowers and some people wish to be monsters and supervillain types. <laughs> and uh, and but it's not it, talking about it like that makes it sound like a, just sort of a, another version of a superhero comic. And it's not at all. Mm -mm. No, it's, it's not. It's really more to me. It's more a study of human nature. Yes. Yeah. Um, and. So, it, you know, I suppose it's a little borderline on the creepy. It's not a horror book, but it's definitely I do think there's some there's some creepy elements to it. I think it's going to be interesting to see it brought to the screen because it has been optioned already. It was optioned really fast. I think after the first two issues. Wow. Um, it was picked up by, you know, one of the streaming services to turn into a show. And I think it has the potential to be, you know, a lot more adult. Yeah. Um, right. Then, you know, I think people would initially think it will be, you know, those that aren't familiar with the work, those aren't familiar with the comic. I think if they just saw it suddenly on Netflix, oh, eight billion genies, that could be fun. And they're going to turn it on and it is going to be horrifying in some yeah. aspects. Right, right, right. Um, I well, already it... in the first couple of sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. In the first couple of issues, like uh, 
um, a vampire shows up. Somebody wishes to be a vampire. And uh, so there's. Was it Morbius? Was it Jared Leto? Because <laughs> um, that was horrifying. It was horrifying in its own way. <laughs> Not in the way it it intended. Sorry, Jared Leto. You were the best part of that movie. He was I, the best. You're not making fun of you. I mean, a little, but we're making fun of Sony. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't think it was supposed to be Jared Leto. It would have been hilarious if it was. Um, but, but you know, but people bring back like, yeah, celebrities that are dead. And that's they kind of bring back their spouses that have yeah. that have died, yeah. right? Right. I thought one of the interesting things was, you know, one of the main characters in the story is like a, a small boy who, you know, God, you got to love small, like young kids' imaginations because right. they're right. so much more expansive. Yes. Um, and so he wishes to be a superhero so he can protect his parents and find right. a spot for them. Right. I, and. You know, it would have been really easy to like write those characters as characters who had suddenly gained incredible wisdom and insight and everything else because they were superheroes. Like he's a he's in a massive body, right? But it's just this kid, like he's still a little kid inside this all powerful body, and you know he goes off and and joins another group of heroes, and they're going around trying to help everybody, and you know one of them gets spoiler one of them gets killed and he's like you know you telling the other kid it's like you you can do it he's like but i'm just a kid he's like yeah so am i I, right right and and it's like whoa yeah how many how many of those superheroes flying around and super villains flying around are are children or you know it it really did an interest i i liked that about it i i really which to me adds adds an element of horror like yeah Mm -hmm. is it kids kids yeah. 11 yeah. 12 seen... years old just running around being like killing each other and what are they being exposed to and and it it begins to explore some of that like uh what what is this doing seeing being all doing all this fighting um having to kill some people what is that doing to to the 12 year old or or the other children that are that are engaging in these activities well and it and it brings us around to you know there was a, there was a great movie called Brightburn. I don't know that I'd call it great, but it was really good. Did. And it was I did. Um I enjoyed it a lot. Okay. Other people may not. It. So it's it's really interesting because it takes the idea of Superman. But what happens if Superman's as a kid like suddenly discovers, oh, I'm all powerful. Mm. I don't have to listen to you anymore. Yeah. And I don't like the way you're talking to me, right? Because children are prone to that. Sure. I don't like the way you're talking to me. And imagine a child that starts going down that path that has the the powers and abilities of Superman and Brightburn explores that and is a little, a, a lot on the terrifying side, right? It's no yeah. longer like I'm going to help everybody. Instead, it's like, oh, you're going to get in my way and try and stop me from doing what I want to do. Well, I'll just punch through your chest. Yeah. Oof. Which is, you know, we've talked about that kind of idea as adults with Invincible and uh, mm-hmm. Boys. I love Invincible. Um, it's so good. I know, I know. Um, 
so a way one way that 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 i type of situation plays out in eight billion genies there's a uh, some panels where we get snippets of what other people are wishing for besides kind of mm-hmm. the main characters and there's one where it appears to be a teenager who is just kind of what you're saying on an impulse apparently said to her parents i wish you would burn in hell and across the table from her her parents are burning up and it's just like her their hands are left in the moment right and and it brings up this sort of an interesting relationship between the the genies and the people like each person mm-hmm. gets a genie and the the genies we're seeing most seem to be interested in being fair like unlike unlike sort of a lot of the the genies that we get in a lot of stories that are you know are looking to trap you or to to trick you or to like somehow make your your wish horrible uh they're they want to see wishes used well right apparently others are just like oh that's what you you know even if you just set it on a whim that's what you wish that's what you get so bye-bye parents like right there's yeah there's there's some there's some pretty pretty interesting territory to explore there so yeah i mean it gets, billion it, genies. It, yeah it definitely gets dark I, I like that one that's a good call it, it's a great book guys pick it up it's uh you know i think we've got a couple issues available on the website as well right now so um along those lines i'm gonna go with what's in the background there so dc versus vampires yeah yeah i cannot talk about this enough the the art is phenomenal phenomenal like i it it may be it fits the story well and i think it's important to remember right that sometimes like the art doesn't fit the story yeah right but this one does i mean you got otto schmidt uh with simone de mayo and danielle i'm gonna mispronounce her name uh d nicolo right um written by the guy who seems to write the person who seems to write everything uh james tiny onion <laughs> tiny <laughs> Tinian, Tinian, I assume, I but his, I know, but yeah, his, uh, math- just in case, his website is called Tiny Onion, so yeah. I, it's it, that's what yeah. his name kind of looks like. Yeah, and uh, and Matthew Rosenberg, and and really, I mean, the art that you see in the image behind me, that is the art style through the whole book, and wow, I mean, if you haven't read it, you, it, it's a must read. Right. And we've got we've got it on the site. Um, It's available on the site. So is uh, a couple other versions, a couple other issues. But anyway, there's just I love how DC has dove into these alternative universes that explore like zombies and vampires and the heroes don't necessarily come out on top. Correct. Yeah. That's uh, I think that's part of what makes it a lot of fun is that, you know, you can you don't have to worry about continuity. <laughs> and and of course, you know, in these sort of stories, they love to kill off characters that you would never expect to be killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of, you know, the, the reveal of who the. Who the king is behind it all. Oh, is so good. Right. And first of all, shocking. Like... But then you're like, oh, wait, no, that kind of makes sense. Right. I. I... 
you know, the first things first, like the, the big first turn is Green Lantern, right? Yeah. Literally, you know, the, the, the vampire shows up at the Hall of Justice and has this important message to share with everybody. And he's burnt because he's been running through the sun to get there because that's the safest time. You know, the other vampires yeah. can't come yeah. after him. And he's talking to Green Lantern and he's talking to Zan. Zan from uh, the, the Wonder, Wonder Twins. Twins. Yeah. Right. And he, it comes to light that uh, Green Lantern is a vampire. Right. He's one of the ones that's been turned. And he, in order to keep his secret safe so that they can continue the plan, he creates a giant blender. Uh huh. And puts Zan in the blender and blends him up and starts drinking him while he's talking to the to the other vampire. And that and and so for me as a huge Green Lantern fan, yeah, like huge, like I love Green Lantern. He's one of my favorite characters. Uh, Hal Jordan, the original, all of them are great, but I am a huge Hal Jordan fan because that's the one I grew up with. That's a, sure. that's you know that's it. Um, to see that happen, it's like what. How, how could you do that? And I was hooked immediately. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's so fun to see care in that way. It's fun to see a character acting completely out of character. Yes. And exploring the, you know, what happens if this guy goes wrong, oh, man. And, yeah. and these and, powers, especially like his powers, especially like there's, there's no, essentially no limit. Right. No limit. And he's untethered at that point. Right. Yeah. Like moral aspect of everything is kind of untethered the the moment with barry on the beach oh yeah yeah like and the explanation to barry you know he starts telling him he's like i really wanted you to be part of this yep it's what i wanted more than anything but you know the the master pointed out like with your metabolism and your speed you know, you would drain the planet in record time and there'd be yeah. nothing left for the rest of us. Yep. Nothing yep. left so for the rest of us. Go. So you can't be here. You got to go. And he yep. kills Barry Allen. Yep. Which, if you know the history of those two, it's heartbreaking. Right. Right. Those two have a, a really strong history together. So, man, it, that was. But to your point. Right. They they keep turning people and Green Arrow. I love Green Arrow in this in this series too. He's he's really great. Um, and of course the Bat family is is like the all knowing, like they've all yeah, figured right. it out and they're yeah. all, you know, all doing the thing together. And you're not sure who the 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 master like vampire is going to be. And when they reveal who it is, oh, that was a punch to the gut. For sure. Like, I, it made me legit sad. <laughs> a little bit sad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a little bit sad. Um, and, it, you know, we, we, but brilliant. It's so warning. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. It's brilliant. So, you know, if, you, if you've read it, you know, like that, that reveal is, is it's Dick Grayson, Nightwing. Yeah. Nightwing is the master vampire. Yeah. Like pulling all the strings and oh, turning nice. everybody. And man, like he punches through Bruce's chest. Right. There's a, there is one of 
I loved the fight scene with him and Jason Todd. Yeah. Right. He and Jason Todd going at it and and Dick's like, I've beaten you every single time we've done this. And Jason goes, yeah, I was holding back. Mm. <laughs> right. And you're like, that, that thought never. Interesting. No, right? it never occurred to me. Right. Yeah. You never... don't think of Jason Todd as somebody that's ever holding back. No, you don't. And so he starts taking the, you know, he starts taking it to to Nightwing and uh he finally like manages like I think it's Wonder Woman that actually ends up biting Jason to turn Jason. And um that's right. You know, Jason's very adamant that he doesn't want to turn and he says something like do it and Nick's like, What are you talking about? And way off all of a sudden an arrow like goes through Jason and right, he was was green arrow had arrow. to yeah. kill yeah. Jason Todd and man all that happens in volume one <laughs> right yeah right one yeah. and one of the things and we'll talk about another one that I, I'm enjoying from DC and you know a little bit later unless you bring it up first um one of the things I really enjoy about DC versus vampires and the other the other series we'll talk about is how the the villains that are left over right end up like kind of coming in to save the day yeah right. case in point like there's some oh sorry yeah so i was yeah. gonna say i was gonna bring that up that like there's some offshoots of the main story including yeah. the uh dcv DC. vampires killers where harley ends up uh well taking down a bunch of vamps like right she's right. uh you know she's it's still basically villain harley here this isn't like reformed harley right yeah and that's what i like is they, yeah. they bring in like the villain version to to give it a little bit more gravitas mm-hmm. um right so just brilliantly written and, and the art again i'm such a big fan when the art matches the story agreed yeah right and it matches it perfectly here yeah absolutely great yeah so this this is a good one like you just have to have to read it and again right it's available on the on the site and you can check it out and i'll probably keep saying that on the ones that we have the ones we don't right grab at your local comic book shop yep right support local comic too all right for my next one uh i'm just gonna go with uh the one on my screen because it's probably my favorite right now and i i don't want to like run out of time before we get to it and that's Uh, something is killing the children. <clears throat> mm-hmm. This is the the book that made me realize I could enjoy horror comics. I'd never really been a big horror comic guy, but reading this, I was like, oh, oh no, this is terrific. Uh, yeah. So the story is that's Erica Slaughter on the on the screen there that's, that you can see, and she's kind of. I guess the the probably the closest cultural touch point would be she's kind of Buffy the Vampire Slayer in a way, but a um, lot more bitter and yes, like darker, right? But just sort of that idea, right? Like here's sure. a here's a young woman who's been trained to to hunt and kill monsters, um, and she's really really good at it. Yeah, but she has she's learning to do it in a way that um. Or she has, she's going about it in a way that feels right to her, that that doesn't violate her conscience, and so she's 
been willing to violate some of the rules of the order that has trained her to save people that the order would be like, eh, doesn't matter if they live or die. And she's like, no, it does. And so she's got this moral center that is the, to me, the, the, the bedrock of the book. Um, and it's really, really the touchy pop. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. But it's also a lot of fun and super spooky. Who's it written um, by, Dave? It is. <laughs> shockingly, it is written by uh, Tiny Onion himself, James T- uh, Tinyon. Tinyon? How do we decide to say it? Tinyon? I, I, we hadn't yeah. decided. Yeah. Um, Tinyon with, uh, with, with art from Werther Deletera. Del Edera. Yeah, Del Edera. And the most appropriately named artist going, Miguel Muerto. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and, and this is, again, this is one of those that the story and the art are perfect. Perfectly matched. Yes. I mean, just look at that. Yeah. The, this the is scratches on her, the blood on the on yeah, the blade. It's the, so good. The dark um, undertones, the like it's done on a on like on a black background. Kind of reminds yeah. me of the kind of the way um Batman the animated series was mm-hmm. done on black like dark black backgrounds anyway like one of the cool things about that story is that only children yeah or those can see the monsters or those that have been trained to see them and so most adults in these stories are are completely unaware that there are monsters around right they they're completely oblivious and i so i found this because of my daughter uh delilah this is like her her favorite series when we went to c2e2 she dressed like uh erica slaughter so like great. Every, she's got great time. taste yeah she's got phenomenal taste uh she did not get that from her father but <laughs> you know it, and just so she introduced me to it which is really nice like I, I love the fact that i was i'm able to share this love of comic books with my daughter but i fell in love with it immediately and i mean immediately yeah one of the things that i really like about this that sometimes has been missing in the past with comic books of this style is that they don't pull any punches and in, in the art in the story there's literally like they're not they're not trying to save you from the horrors of like these monsters ripping children apart yeah right right um whereas a lot of stuff in in multiple media formats when it comes to like horrors being inflicted upon children like kids dying those kinds of things like they pull their punches pretty heavy yeah and as a parent i tend to want that but somehow most people do this in this format It hasn't turned me off. Right. I don't yeah. know why that is. I never really thought of it that way. But yeah. Um I, I you know, I think it's just <laughs> you kind of walk into it with the name. Right. Understanding yeah, that right. right. This is this is what you're getting into. There is no question. I wonder what they're killing in this. <laughs> um it <laughs> literally starts right out of the gate, right? Something is killing the children. And mm-hmm. so you kind of are anticipating, I think, when you when you start reading this, that you're gonna come across something that is horrifying. Um correct. And it is like they right, those monsters dragging those kids off and eating them. Like cons- it just the story, though, 
is so well done and the characters are so engaging and yes. you know uh it's yeah it's just brilliant absolutely brilliant and i do think a piece of the story a piece of the premise is uh calls to mind i believe it's the nietzsche quote right that uh be careful when hunting monsters that you don't become one mm-hmm. that that that's what's happened that that's what sets erica apart she's trying not to become the monster that she's hunting right. and and it seems like some of the other folks that are supposed to be part of her order of saint george or that are supposed to be protecting like they very the much have, like they very much have become monsters in their own right yeah and so she's she's fighting the actual monster monsters and then the human monsters as well so mm-hmm. it's it's really great and this this book as i understand it is on a little bit of a hiatus until march so it's a great time to catch up yeah um there are 25 issues 26 i think 26 okay yeah, yeah i think there's um, one more okay yeah but yeah it's on it, it is on a little bit of a break which it, it's a great time to catch up and uh and well and get into this book yeah and it's because i i think it's on a break because it also is being adapted for the screen uh I didn't know that, but it doesn't surprise me at all because it's just, it's so, so compelling. Uh, yeah, it's really good. Um, let, me, let me show, like, here's one, let's just one, look at the art on this cover. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's so cool. fantastic. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, Boom Studios has really done a nice job it's with that. So that good. whole kind of, yeah, something is killing the children, like slaughter universe Yep. that they've, they've kind of allowed them to build. Um. I'm going to I'm going to shift gears and this is kind of a, what I would consider to be a classic like darker character that this run really does dive into kind of the horror aspect and I think um it is more so than anything that's been done since the 70s and hmm. and that's Ghost Rider. Oh wow, okay. Right. So, uh this run of Ghost Rider either you're a fan of it or you don't like it right um ghost rider and this is a beautiful cover by peach momoko like absolutely this is one of my favorite favorite covers and this is you know uh written by benjamin percy uh, Corey smith does the art it's really again the art in it does a nice job of bringing it to life and doing so in a way that it, it really is like a horror comic again. Um, and it, as it should be, right? Ghost Rider, when Ghost Rider was originally created, like back in the 1970s, you know, it was meant to kind of shock comic books a little bit. Mm. Right? You've got this skull, flaming skull biker character who yeah. wasn't, was kind of, you know, not Superman, not Spider-Man, not so not the goody two shoes or the joking or any of right, those things. It was right. very much like probably the darkest character that Marvel had created to date. I mean, you had Dracula and Tomb of Dracula, and you had some other like monster stuff, but it was really kind of that that centerpiece for that, I think. And we've had multiple iterations, right? You had Johnny Blaze for years and years and years. Then that gave way to Danny Ketch. And then that gave way to Robbie Rodriguez. And, Robbie and I Reyes, think that I think Robbie Reyes. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I was thinking of the director, Robert Rodriguez. Right. Right. Phenomenal yeah. director. Yeah. Yes. Um, but Robbie Reyes. 
and, and really, if you look at like Robbie Reyes, right. Um, I feel like they toned down a little bit of the horror aspect. You know, yeah, like I agree. <clears throat> right. Um, even with Danny catch a, a little bit as ghost Rider, you know, you eventually got the midnight sun. So it was kind of this team up this, I mean, literally, uh, like Johnny's got something going on. He can't remember things. He's trying to figure out what happens. He doesn't have a good relationship with the ghost rider anymore. And they keep showing this like sewn up section of his head back here mm. behind his ear that periodically like splits and you just see all these eyeballs like oh. sticking out of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is, it really falls into that. Um, that aspect and i'm a big ghostwriter fan anyway um so to see this get that turn i think is a, a lot of fun i mean you can see they definitely went like this i don't know if you can see it but yeah there we go right you can yeah. see like yeah. they just kind of they went dark and and gory with it yeah and I'm glad that they did because to me that's that is that character. He's not a gosh golly gee, we're gonna yeah. do great things. It's a you know he's a tortured guy. He's a tortured guy. I, I'd really like to see them bring this character back to the screen too. Um I'd like to see it get another another run on the big screen or even you know, as a Disney plus show though. Be interesting to see how they would do that. Yeah. Um I mean they did a nice job with Moon Knight. Moon Knight's not really yeah. your polished, clean character. Correct. And there is rumor that we're going to get like Midnight Suns at some point. So I, I'd love to see that happen. I, I, as much as I enjoy Nicolas Cage in a bunch of roles, they didn't do it's, the Ghost Rider movies justice. Like they're, yeah, it's time to move on. Get a new character. Yeah, for that. Um, and, and Ghost Rider is a character that you can get a new actor for that. I meant Ghost Rider is a character you can do that with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You absolutely can. Um, but yeah, I, I love, I mean, I go old school stuff, right? The look at that. That's yeah. just so That's much fun. Like that was created for Halloween in October. Yeah, for sure. Right. That that was hundred percent that was. Man, super cool. Just just huge fan of of uh Ghost Rider. Very nice. <clears throat> so I'm going to give a quick shout out to uh, House of Slaughter mm -hmm. just because it's the it's it's this sort of just a continuation of of something is killing the children. It's the kind of the backstory of the like the different houses that exist in this universe. That, yeah, it's pretty that, cool. Yeah. So it's really cool. Um, <clears throat> it kind of doesn't feel like it's its own entry. I mean, it is. But in, for our purposes today, I kind of feel like it's just an ex, it's an extension of something that's killing the children. <clears throat> it has its own characters, and there's some, um, you know, Erica shows up in it, of course, and some of it is like, how did this order come to be, and what's the backstory there? But right, now it's yeah. diving off into, um, other other characters that are in that world of of, um, the different masks and their different colors and the different roles that they play. So right, it's, yeah. it's really good as well. Um, like everything else in the world right now, written, of course, by uh, James Tinian. Right. Um, <clears throat> and uh, that same Werther Delaria, 
Del Erdera. I'm gosh, I'm terrible. I'm sorry. You're right. Um, Tate Bromball and Chris Sheehan, and of course Miguel Muerto. Um, so it it continues that story. It has very same look or similar look. Um, it's all really really good. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to at least bring that up as as part of the. I don't know if there's a if there's a name for the this universe. What'd you call it before the The slaughterverse? Yeah, <clears throat> that makes Maybe that's sense. what it's it's being referred to as is okay. the, the slaughter verse. I know they're talking about doing some other books within it as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's that's a. So in, in an effort to not take this to like multiple hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I think we can go through some others that we are enjoying pretty quick. This one, I cannot stress enough how much fun Stray Dogs um, yeah. is. Yeah, you wrote about that. Yeah, so when I when I picked up Stray Dogs, um, I didn't know what I was getting into, to be honest. All I knew was that Stray Dogs had a bunch of homage covers that were created on the basis of uh, horror movies, <clears throat> and I thought that I this yeah. So like you can see, they did one for Friday the Thirteenth. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, they did. Where's another one? So, I mean, yeah, like you can kind of see him. Oh, very nice. Right. Yeah. Annabelle, the art in this is very much all dogs go to heaven. Yeah. Right. But the story is not right. So this this was uh, written by Tony Fleece and the artist was Trish Forstner. Um, colorist was Brad Simpson. So this, I, I got that and was thinking, man, Rachel would like this one. It's about dogs. It's got art, like all dogs go to heaven, but it is. I immediately as at, when I finished reading, it was like, Rachel should never read this. It'll like torture her about dogs. And, and yeah. we're big dog people. But the great thing about stray dogs, the story is unique in that it's told from the point of the dogs. And it's about a, group of dogs who have all been adopted and rescued by the same person. But what they have in common <laughs> is they're all rescue dogs because all of their owners have been murdered. Oh, and they come to find out that this individual that has rescued them is the serial killer that kills them, kills their owners and then goes and rescues the dogs. Whoa. Right. And, but there's a, there's like a panel in there where one of the dogs, like, and the dogs start to remember, right. It, it makes a joke about the dogs, you know, dogs have short memories and all that jazz, but like the dogs start to get whiffs of like articles that their owners had, mm. like that he took his trophies and put in a room and they somehow get into the room and they all start remembering all the dogs do. And so they start turning on this guy and, uh, and man, one of the most, gut punching moments in this entire like series is when he takes one of the dogs who has started to turn on him out to a shed and kills and skins it. Oh. Um yeah, like the next thing you see is just the pelt hanging to oh gosh. dry and it's yeah, it, it's it's so weird, right? Because you've got all dogs go to heaven uh style like Disney yeah art <laughs> and this very dark story that because of the art like just hits you at times in ways that you don't anticipate it happening that is interesting and one of the great things about a medium of comic books 
we've been talking about how the art matches the story so well, but sounds like perhaps in this case, having an art style that really doesn't match the story makes the story even more impactful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would absolutely say that's accurate. And, you know, one of the things about straight up, so I'm one of those comic book nerds. I love variant covers. If you know me, you know, I love variant covers. I'd love to collect because I love the different art. This is one of those that uh, somebody very smartly knew people like me would gravitate towards because all those different poster covers, like it's like somebody being obsessed with Pokemon. You got to get them all. Yeah. Um, but the story in and of itself, so good. It's And yes, I would say because the art is so polar opposite of the story, right? That you're like, oh, look at all the dogs. It's like 101 Dalmatians. All yeah. dogs go to heaven. And oh my God, what has happened, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it's, it's yeah, I, I think it's more impactful because the art style is, is unexpected. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's cool all right i want to quickly highlight one more yep and i forgot to grab an issue of it but uh that would be the immortal hulk mm, that, that al cool. ewing Oof, did yeah. uh with joe bennett uh doing art um and it's a such a different take on hulk mm -hmm. and it has a it's it's art style is is very unlike anything else i've seen in marvel um and kind of I think the term is like body horror, like the the bodies get misshapen and and holes get blown in them and they like kind of come back together and it's it's not meant to be clean lines and and you know it's about as far from the like the Alex Ross sort of make it look like a human being kind of style as you can get, yeah. um, and it's so interesting and the story is weird and Hulk's in hell a bunch of times and it's in it there, there's stuff in his head. And there's multiple versions, but it is, it's a journey, man. It's a trip that yeah. I'm not sure I understood all of the implications of the what's in his head and what's real and why is he in hell and who's there and why does his dad is involved? And of course the leader gets involved at some point. And there's of course, cause it's a Hulk book. There's a government agency trying to stop him, And Betty, Betty Ross is involved, like all of the things, but she's like this harpy now kind of, strong yeah, character like red so even, hulk harpy something right 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 so it's <clears throat> it pretty it i think it very well fits the idea of a uh, of a spooky take on a spooky take on uh you know a kind of mainstream character yeah right yeah that's that's a great one and you know i it took me a minute to kind of fall into that one yeah same <clears throat> right but once i did it was super fascinating uh, so nice, like that's a nice call out on that one. Um, and I think it's completed its run. I think yeah, it's. It has. I think I think Al did fifty episodes or fifty yeah. episodes, fifty issues. Yeah, fifty and, issues. Episodes. Yeah, um, um, and it's. I'm not really sure I understood the ending, but it. It's really good, and uh, yeah. I recommend. I recommend people find that if they can. Um. So to wrap up, I just want to like run down a list of comics that I think people should be checking out this October. Yeah. Um, so deceased is a good one, right? That's the, that's the DC version of kind of Marvel versus zombies. It's a phenomenal run. Check that one out. Um, we have some deceased on the website as well. Department of truth. Oh gosh. Yes. Yeah. I'm right? glad you brought if that you up. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't read department of truth, check out department of truth. That's so another well one. Done. Yeah. By James tiny onion, 
Uh, we're just going to call him Tiny Onion until we right. somebody right. please let us know how we're supposed to pronounce his name. We feel bad. Uh, Spawn the the Spawn oh, sure. universe, right? I mean, really, if we look back and, and think of another super impactful like hero that was dark and more along the horror lines than something you know something else spawn and it's had an epic run which has given birth to like scorched and a bunch of other stuff as well um you know marvel versus zombies of course we right. i just mentioned that that was a, a phenomenal run and they've done a couple of those uh you know marvel versus zombies returns and and whatnot um and man that that list can just go on and on and on and on. I mean, the, the killing joke, that's mm, like, that's, that yeah, interesting. to me is very like dark and horror-esque in the torture and, and everything else of uh, James Gordon. Yeah. So uh, tons of stuff. Werewolf by Night. We're Werewolf getting by that, Night, that yeah. Show. We're, We're giving a, a, or a special, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have uh, a copy of that on the website. Actually, if we not, do. it's going, yeah. yeah. If we don't, it's going up soon. Um, yeah. Vampirella. I mean, the name in and of itself, right. It may be one of kind of what's considered the, the, you know, sexy lady looking books, but Vampirella has a nice long, strong history in, in comics. Mm -hmm. um, and definitely, you know, has never shied away from, kind of the the horror-esque side of things so there's another one there's just tons of it out there right really so you know find what you like read what you like right um and let us know let us you know what you're reading and liking yeah <clears throat> what is there anything like we missed right well, there's lots uh, that we missed, you really but yeah what well, do you yeah, what do I you mean, really yeah right there's tons we missed but if there's anything like you can suggest that we should go read yeah uh let Please us know so yeah. yeah let us know so that was fun it's a it's i love this style and this is the perfect time of year for it absolutely it there's just something about october that makes you enjoy these stories a little more and and pumpkin spice coffee get yourself some myrrh pumpkin spice coffee get yourself some myrrh pumpkin spice coffee yeah or whatever other coffee you like or whatever other copy like yeah that's that's true there's there's you have choices you do awesome well thanks everybody for uh for hanging out with us today or whenever it is that you're listening to it and uh let us know what you're what you're reading and enjoying and uh it'll hopefully it'll expand our knowledge base as well we love that that's great yeah all right everybody thanks so much and uh we will see you next time bye bye guys